Hey, Downtown Church, and welcome back to the 7-Minute Sunday School. We've made it to Exodus 20 and the laws that take up the many, many, many chapters that follow Exodus 20. So this week and next week, we're going to be talking about the law that we find in the book of Exodus. Way back in the story, when Moses meets God at the burning bush, he asks God, what name should I tell the people? What is your name? And God says, Yahweh, which we said way back then in Hebrew means something like, I am who I am, I will be who I will be. And I think part of what's going on there is that God was telling Moses, the God that I am, my character, my nature, you will discover through your relationship with me and what I am about to do. And that idea that the people of God are discovering who God is and what he's like should definitively shape the way we think about this collection of laws that we encounter in the book of Exodus. Look at how God introduces the big 10, the 10 commandments in Exodus 20. Then God spoke all these words, I am Yahweh your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Before there is a law, God reminds the people that he is the one who graciously liberated them from their bondage and slavery. So often as Christians, we think that in the Old Testament, God gave these laws and said, you jump and if you climb the ladder, maybe then I'll love you. But no, God introduces himself to the people as the prologue before he gives the law to say, look, before you did anything, I came down and rescued you and saved you because that's who I am. And not only that, we've already seen in Exodus 19 that the purpose of God's giving of the law is not to see if he'll love and save, but after having loved and saved them, is to give them a way of guidance, a wise way of life, so that Israel will be able to be God's treasured possession, a kingdom of priests. The law will be God's guidance to allow this community to show the world what God is like. Israel will discover that God is who he is through the liberation of the Exodus and God's provision for them. The world will discover who God is through God's presence and power and purposes embodied in Israel, in the people of God. That's how God introduces the law. And what a law it is. We discover all sorts of things in these first 10 commandments. We discover, for instance, that God wants all of our worship. You shall have no other gods before me. Remember, they had been enslaved by Pharaoh, who claimed to be a god. No more service to those idols who will enslave you, God says. No, I want all of your worship. We learn that God's mercy is abundant. God says there in verse 5 and 6 that he does bring judgment up to the third and fourth generation. And since a typical Israelite household would have a third and fourth generation living in it, we take that as a way of saying God will punish the community in this generation. But look what it goes on to say, showing steadfast love and faithfulness to thousands of generations of those who keep my commandments. In other words, right here in the midst of the law, God tells us his mercy overwhelms judgment. His love is lavish. Will he bring just judgment? Absolutely. But is his love the overwhelming head of line of God's resume? Yes, it is. So we discover this God who wants all our worship, who is overwhelmingly oriented towards us in love and mercy, and who wants to give his people good gifts. It's in the law here that we discover the Sabbath, a day of rest for everybody in the community. 
all the way from the landowner to the debt slave to the to the animals. Why? Because God created the world with rhythms of work and rest. And as we learned in the video last week, this is an innovation in human history. God gives people a regular day off. How many days off do you think they got in Egypt? None, right? But now we find out every week, everybody gets a break. And not only do they get a break, but we discover that as they take this day off, they are acting like God. So smuggled into this Sabbath law is this idea that the people's character is to reflect God's character. So all the way by the time we get to the Sabbath command, as we engage the law, we should be seeing what the law does is not introduce us to a bunch of legalistic requirements that we have to earn favor with God. No, it, the law introduces us to God in all his goodness and his good way for people. In fact, one scholar calls the rest of the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments as a whole, the ethos or, or the vibe of the good neighborhood. God's telling his people, this is the kind of neighborhood you want to live in, a neighborhood where people respect one another's marriages and people respect one another's lives and people respect one another's stuff, right? And that final 10th commandment, you shall not covet, you shall not long for your neighbor's possessions, a world in which, I, a neighborhood in which our lives are not dominated by competing with those around us. The 10 commandments gives us this picture of this good world. And then we shift from the 10 commandments into all these bewildering laws that follow. Now, as I said last week, some of these laws strike us as not so good, maybe even offensive. We're going to talk about that next week. But this week, just pay attention to just how much in these laws is life-giving and exhilarating and liberating. For instance, in these laws that follow the Ten, Ten Commandments, we find out there's a limit to debt. In the Old Testament, people who ran out of money and had to take on debts and couldn't repay them in this subsistence economy became debt slaves. But God said debt slavery won't last forever. There's a limit to it. I'm going to set a limit to debt. God tells him repeatedly in chapter 22 to love the immigrant and the poor. And that if the immigrant and the poor cry out against the Israelites because of them mistreating the immigrant and the poor, God will judge them. So the law reminds the people that he is on the side of the immigrant and the poor and he will defend them. That's great news for the vulnerable and the marginalized, the people at the bottom of society's hierarchies. We often credit Jesus with inventing this idea of loving your enemy. But no, it's right here in the laws of Exodus. In Exodus 23, 4 through 5, the, the, the law tells us if you find your enemy's uh, ox, one of his most well uh, important possessions that he uses to work his farm, wandering off or falling in a ditch, return it to them. In other words, proactively love the, your enemy, the one, the text says, who hates you. Enemy love is right here in the law. In chapter 23, verse 10, we learn about not just a Sabbath day, but a Sabbath year that's good not just for people, but for the land and wild animals. This is an ecological concern right here in God's law. This law is God's wise, generous, liberating, abundant guidance in the world. And that's why it's no surprise in 24-7, when God gives the law to the people, you know what they say? They say, amen, we will do it. Now that's remarkable. In the ancient world, typically kings made covenants with each other. 
But here, the entire people willingly enters into this covenant. No one puts them into this relationship with God. No, they say, yes, that is good news. This is a good God. His way does make sense in the world. We want to be a part of that. And they willingly consent to this gracious, good guidance that God has given in his law. The law is a part of God's revelation of his good, just, generous, liberating character that is designed to make Israel a kingdom of priests who embody the good neighborhood way of life that God wants for all his world. So this week, this is what I want you to do. I just want you to focus on those 10 commandments. Read the 10 commandments in chapter 20 and ask yourself two questions. First of all, how does chapter 20 verse 2, the prologue, reshape the way we think about the law and the Bible? And two, how do these Ten Commandments give a glimpse of, of the good neighborhood, of the world that we all want to live in? Talk about that with those around you. See you next time.